welcome to episode 42 of Spellcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and this is my co-host, Andreel. Greetings, friends. We are live from New Jersey, right outside the Knights of Columbus in, uh, what was it? Ridgefield Rich- Park. R- Ridgefield Park, yes, that place. Um, we're so here to- anyone that's from Jersey. Yes, we are here today because I am singing at a professional wrestling event for Capital Wrestling. I'll be on television Though I wish they told me which goddamn channel I was on. Because <laughs> <laughs> now we can't even watch it. Um, if we figure it out, though, I guess we'll let you know. Um, hopefully, this will be posted by the end of today. So it is now Sunday. Apologies for it being late. Um, yes, I was, I, was, uh, I was incredibly busy on... Well, we were all incredibly busy on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, we were... And the uh, rest of the week, because apparently we didn't uh, even have time to do it do before it then. Friday. Well, yeah, well, all the stuff... Are, we're making new stuff for mm-hmm. our store. Um, our uh, co-worker and co-anchor, I guess. Co-anchor on Anchor. Huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, on uh, Ignatius um, made an amazing uh, votive statue to the spirit animal of the adder. Yes, so, the adder snake. It's beautiful. Out of a wonderful piece of petrified wood. It's absolutely immaculate, and I am, uh, I am certainly going to be happy when we see the soul that bonds with that one. Yes, uh, and was- if you follow us um, on Instagram and Facebook at the Craft Crossroads, then you get to see it because we posted lots of pictures. Very much so. And then yesterday I was classically singing at, uh, at a church venue, and then I had an interesting conversation with the pastor that was there. Lovely man. Uh, certainly some uh, interesting concepts were brought up. And mm-hmm. I, I think one day when we do our uh, crossover episodes, when we cross-analyze certain aspects of Christianity that flow with paganism versus the ones that uh, are at odds with it, um, we will, uh, there will certainly be some of the rhetorical arguments uh, stated mm-hmm. in that particular time. But today we're talking about dicks in Malleus <laughs> Maleficarum. Or the lack thereof, actually. Oh God, this was this book literally. Gets, you ever see one of those uh, one of those lovely uh, memes or paintings? Where the longer you look at it, that just it just gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> That's what this book is. It's, it's like an awkward text from a guy that is, hasn't had sex in a really long time and is only. Uh, you know, really just just constantly nagging. It just keeps getting worse. That's my worse. theory about these kinds of books that, like, attack witches and especially women. It's like, dude, you just haven't gotten laid, and I'm sorry, but don't take it out on other people. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's really bizarre. So, uh, many jokes to come. Uh, this, this book. And I'm sorry for any uh, future uh, anger that we inspire, because, again, we did the we're not tra- part. We're not trying to incite anything. I mean, I mean yeah. the guys who wrote this are long since dead, and I don't th- really yeah, think yeah. anyone besides, like, crazy cult members and, like, the, the like boonie north or the boonie south are like gonna like use this as a as a pretext as an inquisition again yeah. um so yeah basically uh, i mean didn't... you have to be able to read to do that so <laughs> oh my god but the thing with most of these cults is that only one guy can read <laughs> and that's how they get you and they brainwash you uh and i'm sure that donna and carrie from a paranormal chicks could fill us in on any cults that are around because that's what they talk about on their podcast all their true crime stuff and all their creepy cults um so Yes, uh, we had a first uh, episode of Malleus Maleficarum, so you guys can go ahead and tune in, but I'm not doing it in a way that you have had to listen to the first one, to now listen to this uh, version. 
of uh, Malleus Malficarum episode because I'm not going in any particular order. I'm actually just picking out chapters that like strike my fancy um, because honestly, this book is a lot and I'm not going to just go through the whole thing. Uh, and also, some of it isn't even probably worth mentioning. I mean, it is in a historical point of view, but in podcast episodes, that is. Uh, but to, you know, just give a little overview. Malleus Maleficarum was written in 1486 by two Dominican friars. Um, now, it is a great book for understanding history and the point of view at the time, because this is the book that people use to accuse people of witchcraft. Uh, they used it in Inquisitions. They used it in basically any way, shape, and form of accusing people of witchcraft. Men, women, anybody, really. Um, and of course, it was a lot of disenfranchised people, people that couldn't fight back, elderly, young, sick, eh, anybody like that. So it's very unfortunate. Um, but the chapter I've picked for us today is how, as it were, they deprive man of his virile member. Chapter 7 from Part 2. So we're talking about people's dicks getting taken away which is great. Uh, so I'm going to read a little excerpt and, um, it's actually a hilarious story. So Andrea has not heard this yet. Uh, I will read it and we shall react to it and we'll go through parts of the chapter. So enjoy. We have already shown that they can take away the male organ, not indeed by actually despoiling the human body of it, but by concealing it with some glamour in the manner which we have already declared. And of this, we shall instance a few examples so basically they're saying that witches can hide a man's penis from him with a spell at least it doesn't get permanently taken away i guess anyway so <laughs> this is our that really fun instance of when a witch quote-unquote did that i suppose you could hide <laughs> a man's penis from him if you like poured acid in his eyes then you'd be hiding everything else from him. no too. see but that's the, the thing is yeah technically there's no damage being done other than their mind being fucked with so anyway Okay. <laughs> in the town of Radispan, a certain young man who had an intrigue with a girl was wishing to leave her, lost his member. That is to say, some glamour was cast over it so that he could not see or touch nothing but his smooth body. In his worry over this, he went to a tavern to drink wine. Because the first thing you do when you can't see your penis is you drink yourself into a steamer. <laughs> and after he had sat there for a while, he had gotten into conversation with another woman who was there and told her the cause of his sadness, explaining everything and demonstrating in his body that it was so. The woman was astute and asked whether he suspected anyone. And when he named such a one, unfolding the whole matter, she said, If persuasion is not enough, you must use some violence to induce her to restore you to your health. So in the evening, the young man watched the way by which the witch was in the habit of going, and finding her, prayed her to restore to him the health of his body. And when she maintained that she was innocent and knew nothing about it, he fell upon her, and winding a towel tightly around her neck, choked her, saying, Unless you give me back my health, you shall die at my hands. Then she, being unable to cry out, and with her face already swelling and growing black, said, let me go, and I will heal you. The young man then relaxed the pressure of the towel, and the witch touched him with her hand between the thighs, saying, Now you have what you desire. And the young man, as he afterwards said, plainly felt, before he had verified it by looking or touching, that his member had been restored to him by the mere touch of the witch. The guy just made a karat with a towel and was going to murder somebody. 
Garot. Garot. Why yeah. do I say Garot? Yeah. I should know that. Well, again. C's, well, C's and G's. Again, that's a dialect thing. Yeah, remember. yeah, um, I listened uh, to the word enough times on all the true crime podcasts I listened to. Um, but what yeah. the heck? I thought, see, the first thing that came to my mind is, is like, is he about to, like, go American and, like, waterboard this bitch? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, is he just going to pour water over her face on this towel and, like, what? <laughs> it's like, waterboarding, yeah! And it said that she, her head was swelling and her face was turning how, black. How strong was this guy? Like, That's what I want to know. Like, what the? I don't know, man. I was like, wait, wait a minute. What if, what if the guy, like, had, like, tiny pee-pee disease and, like... <laughs> it just went he, in? Well, yeah, and it, like, went in, and she, like, touched it, and, like, he got an erection for the first time because he really desperately needed a woman. What if there was no magic <gasps> involved in any of this? That's such a good scientific explanation. I love it, actually. Yeah, no, I, that, <laughs> see, that's the first thing that came to my mind is that this guy just... Because people didn't know I, about that stuff back then. Well, the guy also probably had no imagination, and he probably had a, a low testosterone level so he probably didn't get random hard-ons there are some dudes that don't get hard-ons and then like i don't like we don't know what what proceeded this we're just literally the story starts with yeah this guy you know didn't you know have he a got dick. rejected and, and then uh, didn't have his dick anymore he doesn't have a dick and uh then he found the witch the one witch that he first of all how did he know that there was this witch that no no, no but away? do you see do you see how it all started because he got he got rejected by a woman his girlfriend dumped him and then he was like, she put a spell on me so I can't see my penis. Oh, so it was it was that, uh, well, I mean. That was the witch. The witch, quote unquote, it was his ex-girlfriend. Mm. Really? But you were really? dating her and you didn't know she was a witch. She's only a witch because he was, like, bitter about them breaking up and had to blame her for something. Why don't, I don't know, man. Like, every time I read these books, it's just like, it never seems to occur to these men once. That they might be a cunt. <laughs> like that's I mean, the this guy had one for a little while. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, he was like, he was like how some people think angels are. Like, they're just, oh, just yeah. flat. It's just area. There's like no It's like hole. a Barbie doll. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, God, that's so weird. So that's the thing. I read that in the philosophy of uh, women uh, compendium book. Uh-huh. And, uh, which I'm forgetting. I want to say that was uh, by Mary Brody, I want to say. Okay. Um, I have to, don't quote me on that, friends. I'll probably, when I have the book in front of me. But, um. Yeah, in the philosophy of women, they were talking about, like, uh, they were talking about, like, how everyone, uh, like, when everyone dies, like, women become men, and men, like, stay men, but nobody has any genitalia anymore. That does not Wait, sound like what? heaven. That does not why sound like I heaven. Wanna, that I mean, I'm like, not saying this in a bad sounds way, like but absolute why would I want to be a man when I just want to be myself? At the exact same time, that actually also still contradicts the story of Adam and Eve anyway. Like, it's just like... Yeah, because then why would you when have... They, when they knew they were naked, that's the thing. They didn't know they were naked, but that doesn't mean that they weren't naked. So, and that and doesn't mean that, they didn't, have, of being that they didn't have parts. And the whole identifying features between men and women is their genitalia, at least in regards to that story. Yeah, in regards to that story, it was just, okay, that's how you can tell them apart. Yeah, and... Yeah. I'm so, <laughs> so um, this this is uh, so this is a very good example. You know, of how, I, love, I love how people do you say, remember how I said in the beginning that all of this nonsense starts with a man just being bitter about something. something yeah, no, there's always, your example. <laughs> My thing is is that I, that I'm wondering about is uh, which is very curious to me is uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know how people can I don't know how like. Any sort of person who, like, condemns other religions in favor of another. Like, you know, so you, you, you end up in, like, a, a, a Christian mindset where, like, they were, you know, you reject everything else. How can you 
in the same vein say that oh this is a rabbit hole to hell when like you re- like have you read any of this <laughs> have you read your own book like i you know actually i want to know I, for anyone because um we didn't grow up protestant we grew up catholic so i want to honestly know from anybody that's protestant or catholic because this was by dominican friars but i never had this experience if in your religious experience anyone has ever brought up malleus maleficarum in any way whether it's historical this is a bs book this is something people whatever like i don't uh, you know i just want to know i just want to know if any modern religious people bring it up or they just like it's like one of those like dark secrets in the closet they just try to shove down so nobody knows so i want to know what people think about it are they ashamed ever- of it are they like eh, it just happened is it, like i want to know <laughs> ever, listen ever since i saw that have i ever related that story of that cult that's on long island that one of my exes went to Oh, the basement story? Yeah, no. No, I, I don't think so. Okay, it's, so. It's not as bad as it sounds. Okay. I mean, it kind of is, I mean, it but kinda, there's no murder happening. So. I mean, look, these, these, <laughs> are what good, I said these are all very good people. It's just this one belief that they have is incredibly alarming. And you wonder where this comes from. And uh, so hell is obviously a very Christian uh, concept. concept yeah. um, the Jews didn't believe in hell. Um the you know the other denominations most things don't believe in in hell and if they do believe in a place where bad people go it's really not necessarily like hell um but uh what's interesting this this one story um this is more of a lay and i'm gonna i'm going to keep the names separate for posterity reasons (laughs) bless you um (laughs) well it's usually me burping in the background so i suppose you're allowed (laughs) to sneeze um it's was interesting because uh oh yes that's what i was saying um yeah i'll keep the names i'll keep these names confidential for posterity reasons and also because i like them like oh, they're good they're good people that's yes. the thing just because like someone does like one thing crazy doesn't mean i believe that they're not good people it just it means that i believe that i have to behave around them in a certain way that uh won't incite a riot and this one isolated incident just became comical because of how intense it was okay so long story and short also if you want to change names you can just come up with whatever you want. Oh, well, that's it. I don't really even need to, like, say oh, names. Okay. Like, I can just, like, say the titles of these people. Okay. So, like, I'm down there. Uh, well, it's I'm in this church. And it's a, it's a decent Protestant church. You know, it was nice. Some of their sermons were actually really nice. I was particularly fond of their Easter service, which um, was very intent on making the congregation think and embrace the ideas of the passion of the Christ. Um you're not the movie, but you know the actual you know, thing, <laughs> um, which the movie was not pretty interesting. Mel no, I mean, well, it's, well Mel, Mel Gibson is an interesting fellow, but he's, uh, but uh, I definitely understood. <laughs> bless you, what it is he was going with? Oh, you're allergic to Jersey. Um, <laughs> um but uh, so long story short, just, all that was good. But it was when we went downstairs. And it wasn't like a basement, like it wasn't like a like a torture chamber or anything <laughs> like that. It was it was like a downstairs, you know, where people like go to like get food afterwards and everything. Yeah, like a little like um yeah. like congregational mm. meeting place. Yeah. But it was for youth group. But youth group the problem is, which ignores all child psychology, is that youth group was literally like age like three or four to like seventeen. Uh, so there was no separate groups. It there was, was no separate groups. Together. It was just everyone who was in that age bracket, this large age bracket. Especially, it's even larger when you think about again about child psychology and how that works. Um, I mean, you and I work with children, so I yes. mean, you know. So yes. Um, yeah, you basically at that point, the older kids just have to become 
like like co like leaders yeah they have to be like leaders of the younger kids they have to be good role models they have to be like their babysitters in essence which teaches them something but anyway so your basement so yes uh, we're in there and everything now the youth pastor was this he's very jovial bearded guy like jovial nice a lot of fun with a lot of things um he's a cool guy you know really nice man um and you know they were going over like Bible study, and they were trying to put like you know people. The, the biggest thing that I noticed that Protestants like to do is uh, a little more than other Christian denominations is they try to really put the message of Christ into the most practical ways possible to relate it and to get people to understand it, and then hopefully they'll be led to a higher way of thinking later, yeah. or whatever is the perception of higher thinking, depending on where you go. Because I've also noticed that even though they're like they're unified in a lot of universal thought, of every Protestant church I've went to is incredibly different. Mm, and uh, um and it's 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 really interesting but um so we're downstairs and after the bible study they're like okay we have a video to show you and um and then the indoctrination began (laughs) um the lights yeah you know yeah no the lights were dimmed and it was just a light on the stage a little stage thing and then this little like you know projector screen came down and um this like movie that had a budget of like five dollars and a and a and three mus yeah yeah and a, th- a three musketeers wrapper. No, oh, they- oh, fancy. Yeah, yes, yeah. I had to put on my monocle for that one. Um, so that they project that on the screen, and there's this like crappy like it's just it's just this background with this like crappy like stock photo of what I guess is, is was supposed to be hell. Um, <laughs> when hell is a stock. Photo? And then this like letterhead comes up. And then there were, it's, it's about the, it's about, it's about this boy that, um, uh, that, um, essentially, uh, there's this boy that was in high school with this other boy and this boy that's writing the letter is dead. He, he died tragically and he's burning in hell because he didn't believe in Jesus Christ. Like, it's, it's, it was kind of ridiculous. You know, but he, like, he never had the chance to believe in Jesus Christ, I guess. Like, so when he, so the letter he's writing to, he's writing to his classmate, who is saved by Jesus Christ. And it's like, essentially, um, he's writing, he's like, why didn't you tell me about Jesus Christ? Now I'm burning in hell, you know. Which like, is messed up because it's not like he rejected jesus he just didn't well the the whole the jesus that this kid the whole point is that the kid that was saved by jesus didn't want to talk about religion because he didn't want to be taboo or he didn't want to step a boundary he didn't want to this or he didn't want to that um or he didn't want to you know ruffle any feathers and now the kid's burning in hell and the kid who's burning in hell is attributing his burning to hell to this kid and then at the end of the letterhead was this like passive aggression that was like i'll see you when you get here Wow. Which actually <laughs> didn't make any sense to me either because the whole thing was Isn't like a few. Saved by Jesus? Yeah, he's saved by Jesus. So, like, why is he not. Does that all go away if you don't share Jesus? If you don't share Jesus, it wasn't. That's but, messed up. But it doesn't because I've asked people about that. It's So, it's kind of. So, he was just being a jerk. Yeah, well. He was bullying him from hell. Bullying That's why you're in hell because you're a bully, what, not because you didn't believe in Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Moral of the story, bullies go to hell. <laughs> no, 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 no. That should be the real. No, uh, look, listen. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then, like, you know, the the projector screen goes up, and then the youth pastor goes on stage, and he, like, he's all serious, and his hands are, like, you know, crossed together. And not his arms, you know, his hands, you know, the, the interlace thing, oh, you know, yeah, where you yeah. hold it at your side. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, 
This is very real. It's like, you need to tell tell people about Jesus Christ, you know. You need, you know, this hell is a very real place. And you can, you know, it's it's just like, it's like, yeah, uh, have you gotten any postcards from there recently? I guess this fucking kid did, but like, <laughs> like did gee. you receive this letter? It's about you, isn't it? <laughs> like, and I'm just, everyone's like, all serious. And I'm looking around and everyone's all serious and the kids are like kind of off put or they're like scared. Yeah, because you're talking about burning in hell. And I'm, and I'm buttoning my lips backward, trying to hold back laugh. Do you ever do that, friends? You're just like. I, I wish you could see my face right now because that's yeah. kind of what's going on. And, uh, and I'm just holding back laughter. And then I'm saying to myself, you know, with all due, with all due poetic respect in the, in the church, Jesus Christ and God damn it. What the <laughs> fuck is this? What the actual ape-titted fuck is this? I don't think they've ever heard well, me say that one. Now that's our explicit rating if it wasn't before. <laughs> ape-titted. I don't know. I, one day, like, someone said something. So the backstory for that. One time... <laughs> One time somebody said something so outrageous to me. I want to say it was Ignatius because he has Probably. a... Yeah. Just said... <clears throat> or something. Or maybe he was around with that. It definitely started with him. When he heard me say that, he was just like, what is that? And then he started saying it because he, he, I think he fell in love with it. I know something was so dumb. And for some reason, it like led to another part in my mind. I just imagined this like really goofy like female gorilla with like draping tits swinging back and forth. What? And I, I don't know, like, what the actual ape-titted fuck is that? I guess, like, so I guess it's it's an expletive that's supposed to be like, what 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 is this abomination? Something ridiculous. Yeah, and not an abomination Very by a Christian standard. Ridiculous. Yeah, what the actual <laughs> ape-titted fuck is well, going on? I hope nobody is offended. <laughs> I do 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 people have a lot of ape-titted gorillas in a cage no. in their backyard? No, like, I don't know. I just. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, yes, I don't, I don't know. Like with all, listen, if you're offended by that, I, this is the wrong podcast for you. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. I don't. This is. Uh, I mean, I suppose I can relate the the imagery and the emotional evocation as to why the mind works like that to something occult. Um, but uh, I feel like if you listen to us this far, you should put together that this is how we're like. Um, but that was a long digression. But. Uh, <laughs> Do explain something. It, it, I mean, along, uh, not digression, digression is stopping. Along ta- yeah, sure, whatever. Tangent the fuck. time. Um, it was a long tangent, a long uh, extension of what it is that's going on. But you wonder how people get to this point. Like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Or are these people plagued by demons? It's, it's really kind of interesting. Like, mm. no one ever really is able to kind of explain certain things. Um... The conversation I was having with uh, a pastor yesterday, and again, lovely man, um, but it was kind of interesting in the sense that um, I was telling him of my experience with uh, pagan deities and other entities, and then he quoted um, the letter to John, um, where uh, you know they're talking about um, you know if spirits come to you, ask them if they're of Jesus of Nazareth or they're of Christ or you know God or or anything like that, or well, that understanding of God. Um, and, uh, it's like, they'll, if they're not, they'll disappear or they'll back off. Or if they don't say that, you know, they're not good and get away from them. Um, and he actually had an experience with a man in Pennsylvania. There were these entities telling him to do something, not, not this pastor, but a, the pastor's friend. And, uh, he goes, why don't you do that? And then the spirits vanished and left him alone. So there is something to be said about it. Oh yeah. And also, um, you know, in, they, in the, the episodes of Sinister Sightings and a Paranormal Chicks, 
there are a lot of people that I heard that use that. They'll say Jesus when something is, you know, in front of them that's terrifying and, and, and it does go away. But I think so they also, helpful. but see, the first thing that comes to my mind is that like, wait, aren't like demons supposed to like deceive you or whatever? Is, right. it, well, that's is the Jesus other... like, it's Jesus like the safe word or something? Is it, is it like, <laughs> is it like family guy? Are they it's like, like pineapple pen. Well, are they like sleeper agents from like American dad or family guy? It's just like, I'm getting really fed up with this orgasm or like, gosh, that Italian family at the end of the room sure is quiet. <laughs> Like, it's like, is that like the secret word? Because the first thing that comes to my mind is just like, it's like they have to tell you if they're not with Jesus. It's just like, is that like the cop thing? It's just like they have to tell you if, if you're if you're a cop because you got to tell me if you're a cop, man. It's like, no, they don't actually. And they can kick your ass at any time. Well, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, maybe that's one of those things. I mean, well, we do know that it works. But it does work. Well, there's something to be said. And that's the thing. Is that Jesus's power? Is that the egregore, the collective egregore of people? Or is it both? But even if we're just doing devil's advocate and we're wondering, well, you know, can a demon deceive you into that? Um, If you think about it, where was I going with this? I think I just totally lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, no. I don't remember. I'm I'm certain it'll (laughs) come back to you. You like derailed like instantly. I know. I don't know what happened. I just like kind of like spaced out for a second. Um, so to to continue on, um, you know, I was telling him. So I and I'm like, yeah, no, I've certainly had situations where I've told uh, entities to back the hell off, Hmm. and they certainly have. Like the the incident that I had, which which is what I was very certain this thing was a succubi. Um, but it could not have been, it could not have been, but I I have reason to believe that it was. Um, and, um, what was interesting to me was, uh, when I, because when I started, when all the pagan entities, and I say entities because I mean deities, spirits, Loa, all sorts of different backgrounds, um, I, uh, when they started coming to me, um, I had relayed a lot of that at the time back to the Trinity because I was, you know, I was raised Catholic and, um, I'm just like, is this okay? Is this okay? And not only was, was I given the okay from uh, the, the Trinity that these things were okay. They constantly reinforced it. Like they're all a bunch of friends or something. Nah, Which, just hanging up. It's a very, up in the a, heaven somewhere yeah, being like, yeah, man, we're chill. Well, yeah, it's a very interesting thing. And I mean, Yahweh, you know, as a, I noticed a lot of Protestants like reject like the Zodiac signs and everything, but like Yahweh has actually shown me the Zodiac wheel, like in a place of, in a place of Christian worship. Yeah, so like, um, in, Oh, because my, my great aunt is a nun, by the way. Yes. Not just we're into yes. Not just, yeah. We're well, just <laughs> sneaking into convents, <laughs> harassing the nuns. Yeah. Just, <laughs> um, it's really quite kind of interesting. So I, you know, there's something to be said about all of it, friends. You know, as a thing as versatile as possible, be calm, be cool, be collected. You know, there are some people that you're not, you know, it's, don't, don't ever go into a conversation trying to change somebody's mind. Go into a conversation trying to educate them. Because when, when I got to that point where I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, these entities are very, you know, they're around. They do whatever, you know, they, they have their, their connection and purpose. And I wasn't steered away from them. So... I'm certain that somewhere deep in the back of their head, he's like, oh, this boy was afflicted by demons. It could be. It could very well be. But uh, it's, you know, I always kind of sense that. But that could also be my own paranoia mm. um, because of experience, which, I mean, experience and, and... In the basement? Well, yeah, and modern culture could, like, tell you that. But <laughs> at the same time, I also didn't get the impression. It's almost, you know, when you get two impressions at once and you don't know where to go? Yeah. Um, because, because this man is very, very, very intelligent Christian. Very intelligent Christian. 
I just, I just hope that he got an, uh, something out of my conversation uh, as well as what I had gotten out of his conversation. Because I always learn things from everyone that I work with, even if I don't necessarily agree with them. Mm-hmm. But there is something to be said if you feel like you're talking to someone and you don't feel like you can learn something from them, especially if you're half their age, that there might be an issue. But... You know, that's it. And that's a whole commentary on, on pride and pride goeth before the fall. Not that I'm accusing this particular man of these things. I'm just any conversation that you may have with this, friends. Yeah. So above all, have patience. It, re- it reinforces everything. And always stick to your guns. Um, but sticking to your guns also doesn't mean not wavering on certain things that are up to uh, subjective uh, analyzation. Yeah, yeah, always be open-minded, but also just, you know, have uh, have your convictions and know where you are um and yeah so i think it's about time it's for us about to that do time. Yep, gonna... uh the the commercial break so to speak uh and when we come back i will read another little excerpt uh we may or may not have a friend joining us because again we're on the road either in today. this one or we'll just do another podcast. <laughs> or we'll do another one so either the next episode we'll have our friend in it or part two will so don't be surprised if a random voice comes all right see you guys in a bit <laughs> Hello, and welcome back. Yes, friends. So, now some time has passed. I've had a chance to chill out a little bit before diving into the, the mind-numbing Malleus Maleficarum. Um, uh, I'm informed by my co-host that my uh, my reference of the what-the-actual-ape-titted <laughs> fuck um, was a bit... Uh, was a bit crass and crude. We're not editing it out, though. Um, but uh, there's a, just to be very clear here, this is meant for jokes and imagery and to take things to a level that is, you know, we're, we're, we're making commentary based on the book as we see fit. Yes, and so, it's meant for ridiculousness, and we just want to make sure it's not directed at anyone or anything. It was just meant to be silly. So yes. I just felt like I wanted to make sure that that was out there. So, yeah, something that uh, we're not compromising to censorship, but we are also putting out the fact that, um, you know, don't don't take certain things seriously. Yes. <laughs> um, especially mental imagery that is akin to... It's supposed to, to be... To Aqua Teen yeah, Hunger ridiculous. Force, for Christ's sake. <laughs> um, I'm looking at you. <laughs> it is funny. Um, but just in case it doesn't pertain to everybody, we just want to make sure everyone's happy. Uh, so... As I had mentioned in part one, I was going to say we might have a special guest in part two, of which we do. It actually worked out. So you guys all know him. He's been on the show before, but we're actually in person this time. So that's pretty cool. Would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, please, everyone. Drum roll. Please welcome the always intelligent and sophisticated Mystic Yacha. Hey guys, good to be on the show again. It's good to be here with you. Yeah, it's cool. We're actually in person this time, which is which is fun. We're currently staring at a, <laughs> a stone carving of uh, a sculpture, rather, of what looks like a a piece of corn. Kind of well, it's it like a fat piece of corn or like a pine cone with, a pine, with leaves yeah, pine or cone, lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> There's no artist and no it's name. This, it's just it's just oh. this like bust on a. Huh. Yeah, no, there's nothing. Oh, it's Weird. Like a pineal gland. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, well, Pineal I, gland, you're right. You're perhaps right. we should meditate here after this then. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Well, that's interesting in the middle of a, of a park with nothing else. It's pretty occult or anything else around it. Weird. Oh. But anyway. See, I'm going, to, I'm going to hold back from the usual thing I say after corn. 
Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we're going to dive back into Malleus Maleficarum. We did try to warn Mr. Gacha a little bit, uh, but he is here for equal parts comedic value and also helping us uh, try to discern this this craziness that is this book. Yeah. Plus, uh, we just um, came from the performance that I was at. I was performing at a professional wrestling event. I got to sing for the... Uh, an amazing uh, up-and-coming wrestler, Darius Carter. Um, I got to sing Nessundorma for his uh, for his entrance, so that was pretty interesting. We're in New Jersey right now, and uh, we had to come and see our friend. So yes, you should also. Uh, we, he's also here because he is an awesome fellow. And yes. uh, if you ever have the chance to uh, acquire any of his unique art, we strongly recommend. Yes, he's also. Um Mystic Yacha on Instagram so you guys can check him out he does cryptograms and cool stuff with bones which is awesome he's even wearing a bone necklace right now so <laughs> um, yeah pretty badass uh, so I'm gonna read a little excerpt again another story about a guy that um, lost something important to him <laughs> so afterwards you, you we can all discuss it <clears throat> is it like St. Patrick he drove the snake out oh like, what's... yes <laughs> but this time it was women doing it to a man <laughs> St. Patricia. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, a similar experience, as the one mentioned before, is narrated by a certain venerable father from the Dominican House of Spires, well known in the order for the honesty of his life and for his learning. One day, he says, while I was hearing confessions, a young man came to me, and in the course of his confession woefully said that he had lost his member. Being astonished at this and not being willing to give it easy credence, since the opinion of the wise, it is a mark of the lightheartedness to believe too easily. I obtained proof of it when I saw nothing on the young man, uh, upon the young man removing his clothes and showing the place. Then, using the wisest counsel I could, I asked whether he suspected anyone of having so bewitched him. And the young man said that he did suspect someone, but that she was absent and living in worms. Then I said, worms is capitalized, by the way, it's a place. <laughs> then I said, I advise you to go to her as soon as possible and try your utmost to soften her with gentle words and promises. And he did so, for he came back after a few days and thanked me, saying that he was whole and had recovered everything. And I believed his words, but again, proved them by the evidence of my eyes. But there are some points to be noted for the clearer understanding of what has already been written concerning this matter. First, it must in no way be believed that such members are really torn right away from the body, but that they are hidden by the devil through some prestidigitary art so that they can neither be seen nor felt. And this is proved by the authorities and by argument. Although it has been treated of before... Who are the authorities? These Dominican priests that like to stare at people's junk. <laughs> where alexander of hale says that a prestige properly understood is an illusion of the devil which is not caused by any material change but exists only in the perceptions of him who is deluded either in his interior or exterior senses now that does not make sense to me either because the priest couldn't see it and he couldn't see it so if it's just that the person is being disillusioned how come the priest couldn't see it either uh, oh, so that's an, you know, it's kind of funny, actually. The, the newest book that I'm reading, um, 
uh, that actually talks about um, the, the, the book is called Protection and uh, Reversal Magic. Um, what is it by Jason Jason Miller? He had like a very basic name. I'll, when we bring that up for the next podcast, when I talk about that particular book, I'll I'll, uh, I'll bring it up. Um, but essentially, they were talking about there are like invisibility spells that you can cast where it's not necessarily like something is gone, but people become less aware of it. Like so, mm-hmm. like an example is there's like positive sides and negative sides to like doing invisible. Uh, spells either on your whole aura or the, the idea is that like the aura of it is gone or you're not able to notice not necessarily legitimately turning something invisible yeah um, i would say that that's advanced higher magic um but there are some things that like people like don't notice as quickly or like one one time he did a the guy did a spell um to make himself invisible because a lot of people were pissing him off at work um but then he was pulling out like in his car and then, like, someone almost hit him really ridiculously. And she was like, I didn't see you. And I don't know why. I checked, like, three times and I didn't see you. So, like, stuff like that where it's just, like, Whoa. the timing that people are able to kind of recognize you. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of like seeing something in the distance. You can't tell, like, what it is. And your eyes will play tricks on you for a while. Maybe an invisibility spell would theoretically um, make that blurriness last a lot longer or just last indefinitely. But for actual... Like yeah, like I could get the glamour. Like you know, no, did she make it disappear something. or did she make it shrink and it's still there? Nobody's right, but then like, how come the priest can't this? see it? Did she put something over it that like no one can see this particular thing? Maybe the priest just sucks. Like, <laughs> sounds like it sounds like the type of magic that would have been required to make someone's member disappear or become invisible or whatever it is is like you said, really high magic, and it seems to me like this. Uh, priest dude and this guy are in no means equipped to uh, do a reversal on magic of that caliber that's it yeah i don't know just doesn't that's a very wacky story (laughs) but not for nothing someone who has the ability to do that kind of spellcraft why would they stop at just that and it's like the other part of the story that was in the beginning um that was in uh the, the first part of our podcast today um where the guy started like Borderline, you're choking her out with a towel, bur- towel borderline, like, waterboarding her. Like, just, just like, give me back my dick. It's like, <laughs> okay. Like, like a, a person who has the ability to make your dick disappear, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't, like, get handled by a monk that doesn't know how to, like, like raise his fist to anything. Like, I don't... Yeah. This isn't, like, the Shaolin monks. Like, this is just some, like... But it's interesting. This is some, like, Mameluke in some, like, th- like fifth world area. But, like, why... <laughs> so this guy went back to the... Apparently the witch that had performed this magic, and she was like, yeah, you ask nicely, I'll give it back. Like, if it's such high, like dark evil magic like why do you think walking up to a witch and just be like excuse me can what? i please have it back well, she's it, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. she wouldn't give it up easy it's just in my back pocket here hold on yeah. <laughs> it just it lends itself to like you know cock magic from you know randy marsh from south park oh my god it's like yes. oh what's that behind your ear oh ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what they think is happening and it's like why though and again you know we're reiterating it's just like a lot of these people were from like areas that are like third to fifth world-esque and not that there was anything wrong with third to fifth world-esque areas and you know that concept today was very different than back then but there's just it, it not that there's anything wrong again with being from that area it's just but there's something to be said is that like there's just if this these like dopey dudes are like writing something like malleus maleficarum it's just like where is the 
Where was the line of like education be, on this subject? Yeah, they're supposed to be the educated men. The experts they're Dominican, on this subject. Yeah, they're Dominican friars. So it's like you're the ones that learn how to read and copy the Bible and everything else, and you seem to be the most illiterate and uneducated of any money. Um, so I'm going to read another little bit because there's a slight mention of werewolves. So who wouldn't want that? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> what book would be complete without mentioning werewolves? Um, as a man who is awake sees things otherwise than as they are, such as seeing someone devour a horse with its rider or thinking he sees a man transformed into a beast or thinking that he himself is a beast and must associate with beasts. For then the exterior senses are diluted and are employed by the interior senses. For the by the power of the devils. Wait, 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 wait. Can, hmm? can you read those last two sentences again? Yeah. Um. Well, it just goes back to the beginning because there's a semicolon. Oh, anyway, I'm so um, sorry. no, it's okay. It's okay. As when a man who is awake sees things otherwise than as they are, such as seeing someone devour a horse with its rider, or thinking he sees a man transformed into a beast, or thinking that he himself is a beast and must associate with beasts. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff going on there. That can be taken a million different ways. Well, actually, I mean, the original um, werewolves, one of, like, the first popular werewolf stories of a villager in Germany, he was just a serial killer that was like, I just made a pact with the devil and uh, I turned into a wolf and I killed people. And, like, or, like, he'd be like, oh, yeah, like, I wore, like, this, I think he was the one with the special belt. There's a couple stories. Either people have this special devil belt or they have a wolf pelt that they, they, there was a father and the son that wore, like, this special piece of clothing and it turned them into wolves for the night and they just went around killing and hunting everything and then turned into normal people during the day. And then the first werewolf, like, known werewolf, was, like, this old guy that, like, was really well-known around town and, like, walked with, um, without a cane at first. And then one day, when they, like, injured the wolf's leg, they noticed he was limping. And, like, so they started to connect it to him. But wrong it's, like... Wrong place, wrong time, huh? <laughs> yeah, and so, like, that... It's weird that it kind of connects to werewolves because they always said that, that was the devil. teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> yeah, because it's, like, it connects to the devil. So, like, is it witchcraft? Is it... Devil thing. I mean, I guess because they think witches channeled the devil, that maybe that's kind of where it's going. But yeah, um, but yeah, no werewolves. Um, it could be said that they are a theory for early serial killers because people couldn't understand that kind of atrocity and evil, so they just made up a monster, like a literal monster, to explain how these people could kill other people so relentlessly. And this man, like, literally raped his own daughter and like killed his own son, and then killed all these villagers so like anything else it's probably somewhere in the middle there's a total possibility that there were supernatural creatures but it's much more of a rarity than was probably suspected yes yes and much like this book winds up making it you know like the accusing of witches is in there like around every corner it makes sense when the uh the crime is so primal and visceral that naturally you would associate with some kind of an animal and then Mm -hmm. it would become like a werewolf yeah, like but a, I, a I also I don't know I there's kind of a part of me that doesn't um, think the concept of like an actual werewolf is that far fetched just because I don't know I'm in the I, exact same boat as you <laughs> it definitely seems plausible to me I've heard stories over the years of things and I don't know I believe that like giants exist and I believe that things 
interdimensionally exist, so why not werewolves, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's always in the realm of possibility when you think about it. There's something to be said about where you limit your mind is where you will stop learning, and that mm-hmm. that is what'll kill you, friends. You know, keep your mind open. Now, granted, again, like, don't just... Study, study lore. Study things of background. There's a difference between, you know, that and, like, you know... Again, like you think aquatine, like flying, like fry monsters and like yeah, a living shape. Like maybe that, maybe <laughs> that won't happen medium. without like some real like Franken shit going on. Yeah, but. there's definitely a healthy medium with like creatures and and supernatural things. Um, but it's all like I said, it's all definitely within the realm of possibility. There's nothing well, saying it's completely impossible. Well, there actually yeah, there are old manuscripts on how to become a werewolf. It's actually easier to become a werewolf than it is to become like. A, Oh, what is the name of the the word? I keep forgetting it. Basically, a werecat. There's a special were-cat. word for it. Um, for those of you who watch Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, they were the, the werecats. There was a special name for that. Well, um, wolves like were were, like just, So is it like feline something? Well, uh, f- uh, it was like auralanthropy or something. Strig- the strigoi is the werewolf, right? Oh, strigoi Strig- Strig- are vampires. Oh, oh. it's a, it's a type ones, of it's type of primal vampires. Yeah, it's like a Russian primal vampire. I think yeah. it's Russian, right? Kind of like uh, when you think of more primal vampires, the first thing that yeah. usually come to mind is Nosferatu, whereas like a higher yeah. vampire, usually what comes to mind is Dracula. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's actually a book that uses uh, Sergoy in it. I just don't remember at the moment what it is. Vampire Academy? I think it's Vampire Academy. Vampire Academy. <laughs> it, was a, it was definitely a teen book, but they actually did some good research because I'd never heard that word before. And then I was like, oh, the guy's Russian. It's, you know, and they kind of tied it in with like actual history. So that was cool. Um, I mean, isn't it oral and oral something? Uh, Did you not again. find Hold it? Hold on, I'm trying to. I'm trying to actually. You're finding out what a, a werecat is. Aeloranthropy. Aeloranthropy. A i l u r a n, and then you know thropy. You know. Interesting. That's harder to say like, than like anthropy. Like a lycanthropy. <laughs> Aeloranthropy. Yep. Wow. Yeah. The, I wonder where that comes from. Um. I think feline is Latin, so it might be Greek. I don't know. I got to... Yeah. We'll have to look into that I if anybody check. knows. Um, oh, so we got we, we have to get to the best part. Oh, yes. So, for when the exterior senses are diluted and are employed by the interior senses. For by the power of devils, with God's permission, mental images long retained in the treasury of such images, which is the memory, are drawn out, not from the intellectual understanding in which such images are stored, but from memory, which is the repository of mental images and is situated at the back of the head and are presented to the imaginative faculty. First of all, they said memory way too much and explained what it was like three times. (laughs) And also... The the creeping things that creepeth upon the earth. It's like, yes, I get it, they creepeth. (laughs) And uh, God's permission. So that's interesting. I don't really understand that at all because he's going from like, you go to your interior senses, but then... Didn't he say something about an outward? I don't know. Yeah, it was it was memory. Yeah, no, it's um, mental images long retained in the treasury of those images, which is memory, are drawn out not from intellectual understanding in which such images are stored. So it makes it seem like okay, are you still talking about memory? Like, so it's basically saying like I think things that are felt and like intuition and things that are demonized as like witchy things are bad because the intellectual is what's right because you know christianity tends to favor that more um like 
left-brained sort of way of being. So it sounds almost like anything that isn't left-brained, yeah, isn't anything that isn't exclusively left-brained or exclusively intellectual is the work of a devil. Anything literal and not metaphoric. Yes, yes, (laughs) basically. Which explains the vilification of artists. Yes, and which is probably why they have to repeat the word memory three times to make sure we know what it is. (laughs) Kind of, it's literally, that's another reiteration. We'll see these so many times. You know, truth be told, what I'd love to start doing is talking about um, philosophers in regards to the occult. And the first thing that comes to mind in, in that one in particular, and many things, but that sentence in particular you know, with you know, with God's permission, it sounds like, so cool. Like, what do they like get like a permission slip like from like you know like it's like what, a bureaucracy. Like they have to get paperwork signed and stamped, and God's like, no, it's like this is a monarchy. Like, <laughs> no, but it lends itself to the Epicurean trilemma. You know, Epicurus's yes, paradox. Yes. And for those of you who don't know it, this one will drive you crazy. God, he either wishes to take away evils and is unable, or he is able. And is unwilling, or he is neither willing nor able, or he is both willing and able. If he is willing and unable, he is feeble, which is not, you know, what God is. That's not very godly. If he is able yet unwilling, one could argue that he is, you know, envious, dark, dubious, evil, which is also (laughs) at odds with you know a the the kind of, well and just even the con the, the doc the doctrine like connotation yes um if he is neither willing nor able he's both of those things and therefore he's really not a god and if he is both willing and able which alone really is the only thing that's suitable to god <laughs> where does evil come from does it exist at all or yeah. if it does exist why doesn't he just get rid of it you know, and this, and that's the thing. And I was talking to, to, to again, a, a pastor yesterday. Again, I'll leave his name out for posterity reasons and out of respect. But, you know, he didn't really actually answer the question. <laughs> um, like, I, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, I guess you could look at it that way. But it doesn't actually answer the paradox. Um, you know, so <laughs> that paradox hasn't been answered by thinkers who have racked their entire mind about it. I was just going to say, it just sounds like a dog chasing its tail. It's like, where's the conclusion? It's yeah. just like, like why, am I, why do I have to contemplate those things when there's no answer involved? Well, it, and that goes back to Aleister Crawley's old saying, those who know how don't give a shit about why. <laughs> they also do drugs. Um, <clears throat> Aleister Crawley, cough, cough, looking at you. <laughs> well, you know. That's what happens when you do drugs. When he didn't do drugs, he was doing a lot of good. You know, and <laughs> yes, okay, fair, fair enough. Yeah, when he was good. doing drugs, he had his good days and his bad days. <laughs> his bad days were drug days. When he was doing drugs, like hard drugs, he... we're not talking about like weed. Like we're talking about like LSD type hard drugs. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! It was like heroin. Like no, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so quick to. to oh, I'm LSD not saying LSD is always bad. I'm just saying like hard drugs. It's in the hard drug category. I'd rather do an organic hallucinogenic. You know, LSD um, is, is not that I've ever so. done one, but if I ever considered it, you know, there's something we've said about psilocybin versus ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. You can actually end up having all the same vision as everyone who's in the room with you, which is and very so what he did was heroin, the nastiest of nasties, and was like, "Yes, I'm still spiritual." And I don't know how the man was able to still climb things. mountains because he was like a mountaineer. I think I read like one story. I can barely that he climb was... a mountain, and I don't do heroin. Like... <laughs> really, really, really love this opiates, but. I don't know. I actually read somewhere that uh, he actually was on like a trip, like a mountaineering trip with a few people, and he just like abandoned them and like let them die. What? <laughs> I don't know. That was I. I can't confirm that oh, one, but no. 
Ooh. Truth be told, I mean, like, he's, he's put curses on people from us less. I mean, it sounds like something he'd do. Um, <laughs> so, we'll read a little more from this wonderful chapter. Uh, and just in case, um, I'll just say it again. It's uh, part two of the book. It's answering question one, and this is chapter seven. So there's a bunch of chapters and, and questions, and I have no idea what's going on. Because also, in the beginning of the book, there's question four, which also has to do with this. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, because they seem to really jump around and talk about dicks a lot in this thing. Um, so, <laughs> You know, for, for guys who weren't using them, it's very... Or had them disappear. What, are they, about them what do they even, like, need them for? Like, really? Well, unless, unless you know, or whatever. Unless the whole are fryers though, allowed to marry? I don't, I don't think, think fri- so, I don't right? Think fries were allowed to- you think a fryer was getting married with the, the? I think at some point they were able to, and they like took it away from them. There was like, it it wasn't like I don't know. I just feel like they like at one point were able to, and then they were like, you know what? We've decided you can't be fully godly if you have a family because nah. <laughs> um. So, and so strongly are they impressed on that faculty that a man has an inevitable impulse to imagine a horse or a beast. When the devil draws from the memory of an image of a horse or a beast. And so he is compelled to think that he sees with his external eyes such a beast when there's actually no such beast to see. But it seems to be so by reason of the impulsive force of the devil working by means of those images. So it's hallucinations. Well, yeah, so it, it, it could be schizophrenia. It could be an actual, like, like delusion sort yeah. of curse which you can cast on someone. Or things could actually, like, be there. I really, it's so interesting. I, you know, it's like half of the people that are writing these things, I wonder how many of them actually had an occult experience with an actual powerful entity. It's just, I don't know, like the spiteful side of me definitely wants to be like, oh, well, you know, if you really want to like see some stuff, just like, this is like, Uh just like summon a bunch of spirits in their venue. And it does, it does actually talk about it in like the next paragraph about like whether it's real or not, like what we were just talking about. Okay. So So it says, and it need not seem wonderful that devils can do this. When even a natural defect is able to affect the same result, as is shown in the case of frantic and melancholy men, and in maniacs and some drunkards, who are unable to discern truly. Okay, so at least that, that was probably the clearest sentence we have read in this book <laughs> thus far. For frantic men think they see marvelous things, such as beasts and other horrors, when in actual fact they see nothing. See above in the question whether witches can turn the minds of men to love and hatred where many things are noted. So I guess what they're saying is, is it is also possible that these people are just drunks and like having hallucinations and whatever. But then it's also possible that they're being bewitched. So I guess it's good they're giving credit to another possibility. Isn't this book sort of a form of witchcraft in that it's implementing the idea of all of these things? Yeah, because people who be, wouldn't have known before now yeah. ha- are aware of it. Yeah, that's what I just thought of. It's like maybe that idea wouldn't have existed before, but now we're talking about all this, you know, ridiculous crap. And now it's like, <laughs> oh, man, I think maybe I did see a dragon yesterday or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's implanting in the memory, yeah. is it not? Isn't chasing the dragon a euphemism for doing heroin? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fabulous. Um, okay. Well, that, that's definitely an interesting, um, an interesting idea. Now, there is another section, um, that talks about that particular, um, sentence that was brought up in the reading we just did. So, whether witches may work some prestidigitatory illusion so that the male organ appears to be entirely removed and separate from the body. So, that's the question. So, I guess in this book, they answer their own questions, which is weird. Um... But 
Here is declared the truth about diabolical operations which regard to the male organ. And to make plain the facts in this matter, it is asked whether witches can, with the help of devils, really and actually remove the member, or whether they only do so apparently by some glamour or illusion. And that they can actually do so is argued a fortiori. Do you know what that means in Italian? Yeah, let me see. To do so is argued a fortiori. Fortiori. Oh, uh, no, I'm actually not, huh. I'm not sure you that word. Hold on. You don't to know, do you? Uh, for su- since devils can do greater things than this, as killing them or carrying them from place to place, as was shown above in the cases of Job and Tobias, therefore they can also truly and actually remove men's members. Okay, so they asked the question and answered it themselves without any actual proof. They're like, can this happen? Yeah, I think so. Uh, oh, did you figure it out? Arg- uh, argumentum a fortio- uh, fortiori um, is a form of Argumentation. Argumentation which draws upon existing confidence in a proposition to argue in favor of the second proposition that is held to be implicit in the first. So, I might have to. Some weird type of logic happening here? Yeah, this is a little circular. I'm going to have to read We're that. We're going to have to look into that. Um, draws upon existing confidence. In a proposition, in a proposition to argue in favor of the second proposition, that is held to be implicit in the first. Basically, so it's just saying if you're confident in your first conclusion, anything that follows is right because you're just confident about it. <laughs> no, no, I think it's the opposite. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, the no, opposite. No. It's implicit. You know, it's. Uh, wait a minute. Any any ideas? Uh, Nothing. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. That just sounds like a lot of hogwash. Hogwash. Or circular logic, actually. Um, <laughs> Where it's like, you know what? I decided that I have confidence in my opinion, and so it is now correct. You know, this book is real because the book says it's real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's well, it's definitely fitting for this book. Yeah. Use that term. <laughs> it is. Oh, what is imply? Uh, so w- implicit, you know, in that context, implied though not mainly expressed. Um, oh, yeah. It's like so implicit. It's implicit. That, um, oh, bless you, <laughs> bless you. Oh my god, the mic's all the way over here, oh, and I'm god. sure it was so loud. <laughs> and we hear a plane because we're outside, so sorry about that. I think it just felt my brain right in my fucking head. <laughs> oh, it's from this book, it's not from the sneeze. <laughs> I'm allergic, I'm allergic to stupid. They were, <laughs> um, it is an old book too. So yeah, so something knows? that is implied though not directly stated is kind of like uh, you know I guess people you know like bro code you know crap like that you know uh, if I'm gonna you know yeah. relate it to the lowest. Common so whether devils can actually do it is argued in that manner, basically. Yes, it's just like oh, why wouldn't they be able to do it? You know, like that's it's sound but it, sound logic. Yeah, but uh, as as uh, as the the great. Uh, as the great conductor and composer Oswaldo Machado says very constantly, um, which is always very well, uh, very well justified, that can be that which can be said without evidence can be disproven without evidence. Yep. Well, that is this book. <laughs> I understand keeping an open mind, but at the same time, uh, just because you know it, you have to watch how speculation works. Oh, there's bad angels? I didn't know that. Let's read oh, on yeah, to find out oh, yeah, what well, they are. Well, well, bad angels are fallen ones. Yeah. Ooh, spoopy. 
Well, it says, well, supposedly. Again, <laughs> again, an argument is taken from the gloss on the visitation of bad angels in the Psalms. God punishes by means of bad angels, as he often punished the people of Israel with various diseases, truly and actually visited upon their bodies. Therefore, the member is equally subject to such visitations. So wait, because God can give you a disease, the devil can take away your dick? <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> oh, sound logic, yes. It makes yes. total sense. The final indignity. <laughs> you know, well, you know what they... goes good with your leprosy? Your <laughs> dick is good. Wait, was well, so wait if you were like a leper though and like your dick fell off, like when I don't know if that's witchcraft, your that dick happens, just might have fallen off. Like, yeah, I don't think that's a cause of that's a like a uh symptom of leprosy. I don't know, man. Well you could like lose your limbs from leprosy. True. I guess it's possible. It's still technically an appendage. It doesn't yeah. have a bone. We're one of like the only mammals without a penile bone. But oh well, thank God. Anyway, <laughs> we're, not, we're not we're not going to talk yet, about the animals. Yeah, we're the in only there. ones that call it a boner. Because we're the only ones who can call it a boner. Somebody was sad that they didn't have a bone in their penis, much as they were sad their dick was taken away by a witch. I don't know, man. Wait, so that that no 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 no. So <laughs> I. <sighs> It's, don't don't work too hard to try to make any sense. Well, with of the this. plagues, here's the thing happens. with the things with Israel though is that like God, well Yahweh, Tetragrammaton, Jehovah, you know. Insert, Tetragrammaton sounds like a like a a math like, problem. No, it's like a Power Ranger. <laughs> it's like a Power Ranger and um oh my god like a Decepticon. Decepticon. <laughs> sounds like a machine. If God appears as like like Megatron. <laughs> We're I'm, all wrong, and we just have to be like, okay. Well, I mean, the, wait a minute. <laughs> wait. Oh, wow. I'm reminiscent of, like, Family Guy when, like, they, like, went to the Jewish temple and, like, Optimus Prime was Jewish. Oh. That was interesting to me. Weird. They probably got Megatron from Metatron. Metatron. Yeah, I always thought that. Yeah. yeah. That's probably, there's probably some fact in that. Mm. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, so they're, they're saying just before that God allows these punishments and God also gives diseases but some people say that oh they get those things because they don't have God in their life, not that God gave it to them. But, it but that's it that's, like that's usually God the Protestant pun- it's just answer. Like God for punishes it. them though. Well, yeah, no, well, yes, God, God was wroth with them, you know, and it, it, that's the word. God, that's the phrase in well, the. I'm in confused. God was wroth with them. Um, yeah, but it, I will say that the stories are kind of interesting because, like, God proved that He existed and He was with the Jews. For he proved it a bunch of times, and literally in all the you know all the the proceeding books, we're still they like oh okay God's not here for a while and then they just started that's when they started either worshiping other gods or like particular demons. So I was like, oh my God, the uh, Jewish people were like dogs that you leave the house. Oh yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> and they like forget that you exist, <laughs> and they're like oh my God, you're back, oh, okay, and then they're all excited again. <laughs> It's it's like really bizarre because it's just like well Moses was alive for a while and it's just but there were still other ones that were like going you know they reference you know Molech the the bull demon um, which lends itself to wonder to myself I'm like you know I wonder if these other entities are what like led to other cultures because like Italy they're known as the sons of the bull and their Italy is very Italians are very known for uh, their use of physical mediums in mm. their. Uh, in yeah, their yeah. spirituality, so there, there's something yeah, there to be said. The, that, yeah, that I mean, I do bowl. that. It's there was the golden bull was the mm, first idol that yeah. they worshipped. Mo- Molech. Yeah. Uh, Molech is actually referenced. I want to say in in the in, with the demons of Solomon in the Lesser Key. Interesting. Um, but yeah, no. So that that was. I mean, this is all again speculation, friends. But um, 
yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's really bizarre to me, but it's, uh, like, it's, first of all, it's, there's so many in numbers, so many, so many people in numbers, but there's something to be said about, oh, okay, yeah, no, God was, like, gone for, like, a little bit, and, you know, granted, it was probably longer increments of time, all things considered, but, like, God was pissed off at them a few times just over the course of Moses' lifetime, and, like, they saw Moses part the sea, they saw Moses summon snakes and plagues, they saw all these things, and all these people still went and did their own thing. So I'm not really, like, understanding. So it's like, you actually have viable proof that this God was around. But at the same time, also, now what's now what's going on? Is, is God just on, like, hiatus? Like, those, these things don't really happen as, as straightforward anymore unless you're very well aware of it. Okay, so, not to interrupt, but I read ahead a little. And I think I figured the book out. Okay. So the thing that we've been reading is the question. That's not the answer. So even though it seems like it's answering itself, it's not. This oh. is a question. Oh, riveting. I don't see any question marks, but it's a question. <laughs> so... It may be said that this is done with the divine permission, and in that case, as it has already been said, that God allows more power of witchcraft over the genital functions on account of the first corruption of sin, which came to us from the act of generation, so also he allows greater power over the actual genital organ, even to its total removal. So God is letting witches do this, and the witches are evil? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Wait, I'm sorry. This is the book they used to accuse witches of witchcraft, but it just sounds like you should be accusing God. Yeah? (laughs) These guys just have too much penis on the brain. (laughs) They weren't fucking using them! (laughs) (laughs) They, like, weren't able to use their own, so they were like, oh, we gotta make up penis mythology. Like, I don't know. I'm surprised they didn't make up their own deity at this point. Like, a phallic god. I mean, they are! They are! (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so there's, like, a couple other things, and, you know, it's all about... Oh, wait. Oh, this is Lot and Sodom. This is great. This is going to be good. Can't skip this. <laughs> and again, it was a greater thing to turn Lot's wife into a pillar of salt than it is to take away the male organ. And that... Oh, you know, fuck women, fuck <laughs> women, fuck them, and their fucking pussy magic. <laughs> and in Genesis was a real and actual, not an apparent metamorphosis. For it is said that the pillar is still to be seen. And this was done by a bad angel, just as the good angels struck the men of Sodom which, with blindness which, so that they could not angel? find the door of the house. I don't know which one. Do they got? Do they have names? There's like an infinite amount of Lucifer? angels. Is it Lucifer? Because he's also a bad angel, right? Beelzebub. Um <laughs> Now I'm thinking Neelzebub from, from Aqua Teen. It's like, this fly, it... It sought mercy today, but it received none from me. <laughs> oh, the spider thing, right? Yeah, the freaking, oh, the, the, like, the, like, juggalo kid that, yeah. like, made Shake blow his face up. Yes. Like, kill himself, and then well, ICP was there. And for they... anyone that doesn't know Aqua Teen, I'm sorry that you have no idea what we're talking about, but it's ridiculous. And... Sammy the gerbil and his muffin <laughs> adventure. Watch, watch at your own risk. <laughs> um... And so it was with the other punishments of the men in Gomorrah. The gloss, indeed, affirms that Lot's wife was herself tainted with that vice, and therefore she was punished. Wait, what did she do again? What sin did she commit looking back? Wait, what? Uh, Lot's wife was the one that looked back, right? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So she was turned into a pillar of salt for that, but what does it have to do with a penis? I'm lost. Well, just, God allowing it, maybe? Is that where we're at? Well, it, didn't it just say it's better to turn the wife into a pillar of salt than to take away, take away a guy's dick? 
or something like that. I, I guess. Oh, yeah. maybe, yeah, with, like, the Sodom and Gomorrah thing. Like, they made them blind. They did all these things. But it was better to turn the woman into a pillar of salt than take away the guy's dick as a punishment. Makes a lot of sense, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, because women were Sarcasm. still considered property, I guess. And now salt. But salt is cleansing. I guess not... Salt of the earth is usually a bad connotation, so... What? I have no idea. I'm just... <laughs> so, wait. So, let me get this straight. <laughs> if a dude, like, like raped somebody... Uh-huh. Like, and it was beyond the shadow of a doubt that he, like, brutally raped somebody. Trigger warning, friend. Sorry. Um, but this... For the sake of... For the argument and philosophy's sake. A man... A man rapes somebody. It's beyond a shadow of a doubt that he used this organ to hurt somebody. And this person has a... And this person has a wife. So, you're telling me that... If there were two punishments, cut his dick off or just blow his wife's face off with a shotgun, with a sawed off, it's better to do the latter it's than the former. It's better to punish his wife for him misusing his own penis. That's, that's... Uh, I think, uh, well, you know what? It's incredible logic. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. Oh my God. Yeah, it's better to turn someone into a pillar of salt than take away a dude's penis. Anyway, oh. so, um... Oh, you all right? Hold on. Okay. Sorry, just... So, uh, the answer to whatever this question that is not a question, because there are zero question marks in this whole entire thing, um, would be, it says, answer, there is no doubt that certain witches can do marvelous things with regard to male organs, for this agrees with what has been seen and heard by many, and with the general account of what has been known concerning that member through the sense of sight and touch. And so, to how this thing is possible, it is to be said that it can be done in two ways, either actually and in fact, as the first arguments have said, or through some prestige or glamour. But when it is performed by witches, it is only a matter... Sorry, these pages are hard to turn because they're old. It is only a matter of glamour, although it is no illusion in the opinion of the sufferer, for his imagination can really and actually believe that something is not present. Since by none of his exterior senses, such as sight or touch, can he perceive it, that it is present. Oh, wait. God can take away your real dick and cut it off, but witches can only make you think it's not there. I think that's what I got from that. What if a witch just takes a cleaver and chops your dick off? I mean, I think that's... Why do we need magic to do this? (laughs) No, no, no. By magic purposes, they can do glamour, and the men will be like, oh, I can't see or touch my dick. And then God is like... What if I say abracadabra before I chop it off? (laughs) (laughs) And then then God can actually take away your dick? Actually, no, technically, no, that would be a veda cadavra. I I destroy as I speak. Yeah, no, that that one would be more accurate. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I mean, I, you know, I guess that, like, makes sense, <laughs> theoretically, you know. <laughs> you know what? It does. <laughs> this ridiculous book makes some sense, you know. This is, I don't know. Just to get the guy fat enough and he'll never see his dick again. And <laughs> ah, that's really what it is. These oh, wait, girls are just fending their husbands and they can't see their dicks anymore. Oh, oh thank oh. you for that conclusion. That that's, is, that's what's actually going on here. That's actually, a th- oh, wow. That's incredible. That actually makes total sense. <laughs> but God just comes down and just whoosh, with the cleaver, like how weird. Finishes the job. <laughs> but like, and what does that say about God? God? Didn't God like flood the earth? And now he's like he he used to do like mass like mass destruction, and then it just turns into this one guy's dick. 
he stooped to that. <laughs> I don't. Eternity's a long time, isn't it? Goes through phases. Goes through, yeah, goes through phases. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a bunch of other stuff. Um, and so uh, where you want to find the conclusion? I think. Of this? Um, I don't know if there's a conclusion in this entire book. To be fair, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. Uh, I just there is no actual logic to what's going on. Women are bad. Dicks being cut off. Women are bad. Uh, Lose your dick. End of story. If you if you're with a bad woman, you're going to lose your dick. (laughs) This sounds like a metaphor for some weird like machismo manly thing where they're like, oh, women. They take control of your dick. Isn't that what you want them to do? In a bad way, apparently. Yeah, but wasn't, think, wasn't that bad, too, by a puritanical standard? I think that's probably where they get it from. Like, Puritans, or anyone that was, like, reading this was like, oh, oh, dick's bad, sex it's, bad, because they're going to disappear. The, like. the rhetoric lends itself to an endless amount of possibilities of perverted mental spinoff. I mean, like, how much more perverted can per- already existing perversion create? Yeah. It's absolutely insane to speculate as to how much But it seems like the witches are like the witches are the lesser of two evils here cuz they're only making you think it's gone but God actually took it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because of original and, sin. And who knows maybe they could have some justification behind doing that. I the witches that is if their yeah. their husbands being like an idiot or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Abracadabra, your dick's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new spell. <laughs> People, study that one. That is the spell of the week. No, I'm just kidding. I suppose theoretically you could do that old like hoodoo spell where you like take take some dude's shoes and bury them in a graveyard and that'll make them impotent. That's, a- That's another way to do it. Witchy things. <laughs> you familiar with that one, Mr. Kyacha? Yeah, no, I've heard of that. I don't think that makes it disappear, though, right? No, I think it just makes it about as... Yeah. It's there. It just doesn't just work. Limp. This one, it's gone. <laughs> it Or appears to be, I'm sorry, unless right. you're gone. Either way, it's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's not working out well for these guys. <laughs> like, I don't know. All right, well, I think that might be... Uh, excuse me. Really? <laughs> it's a look. It just snuck up on me. <laughs> like God with his cleaver. <laughs> with, his, with his magical dick cleaver. His, his cleaver exclusive to penis. <laughs> this is his penis cleaver. Okay. For a full, full thing. Well, when we inevitably get people who are, who are searching for uh, reasonings to, you know, to, to criticize this podcast, please, by all means, take this one. I give you full permission. <laughs> this is a, definitely one of uh, our more... Um, but if you don't read this damn book ones. before you before you criticize any of our, because obviously this is one any of the of more reactions. like the mal the Malleus Maleficarum series on our podcast is meant to be incredibly comical. Yes, some some yes. comedic relief we're to being, a lot of the information that we put out. Yes. in our many other we're episodes. being crude and ridiculous for the sake of humor, and I feel like this is just how people normally talk when you're really making fun of something that's ridiculous. So it might be different than what you're used to hearing on the podcast, right. um, because we're usually very, uh, you know, philosophy without articulate yeah. and all these other things. So to hear us speak a little bit more crudely and more casually um, might be different. But like I said, uh, if you if you want to read Malice Malvacarum, I can um, always show you my copy. You can probably really just get it on Amazon or anything. Um, and 
I think I think it's worth a read, at least from a historical point of view, to know where people are coming from <clears throat> and how they thought. Because can you imagine this was actually, like, permeating the thoughts of people to be like, this makes lots of sense. Like, you know... <laughs> You can also find a copy of it in your local trash bin. <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's why I got it in the Maybe first the place. Maybe the toilet after you spend some time at Chipotle. Ew. <laughs> and that's, uh, I mean, that's where I got it in the first place. I actually got it at a Beltane festival in a whole pile of books. And the woman was like, hey, I have an old copy of Malleus Maleficarum. This is like a big deal. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Because as a historian, I am fully interested in in this book and what it means for people. Well, plus, um, and the, the smartest people of a particular craft are often the ones who study the greatest critics of that said craft. Yes, I want to know why. Why people criticize certain things about witchcraft, where a lot of the biases come from. Obviously, there's a lot of sexism involved, so where a lot of sexism comes from with witches, um, where that devil association comes from, because pagans don't even really believe in a devil, as far as I know. So... Like at least all the pagans I've met, unless they're blending something. So how you can worship and be aligned with something you don't believe in is weird to me. So it's interesting that um, the Christians that wrote this book kind of just projected that onto them and said, oh, you're worshiping the devil because that's our version of evil. Um, but the God in this book doesn't sound so hot well, himself well, either. What's normal, to the cha- what's normal to the spider is chaos to the fly. Exactly. Um, so... That's, yeah. a, that's another thing I love to say to people who are stuck in one mode of thinking. To be told, I'm surprised I didn't say that yesterday. But mm. there's always tomorrow. Yes, and more discussions. Uh, so thank you guys for, um, you know, sticking through this episode, for listening to our crude humor talk about something that, honestly, this book... Um, like Mystic Yacha said, belongs in a trash bin because this is a horrible piece of literature that condemned thousands upon thousands of people well, caused to death. The death of yes. countless so, amount of people. You know what? I'm not sorry that we're crude because this book is a piece of garbage and it made people die, so fuck this thing. But also, for a historian, it's wonderful. So it's a mixed it's a mixed bag of things over here. Yes. Mixed yeah. So, anyway. we will do uh, more excerpts if you guys are interested. You just let me know. There's tons of crazy shit in here, so I can just pick out the next, like, ridiculous title and heading that I see. Um, but, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll sign off here. And thank you, Mr. Gyacha, for joining us live this time. It was exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was my pleasure. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Good, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it was a fun episode for you to be live with. All right. So, remember, everyone, there's Little Witch in all of us. And the spirits live in the mirror. <laughs>